It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. SGA is just unfair. It's it's impossible to guard him. Both Jalen Williams make an impressive showing and Kendrick Williams is the reason the Thunder got this very important win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll talk all about that today on Locked on Thunder. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we are diving into the Oklahoma City Thunder, getting a massive win over the Cleveland Cavaliers, SGA, dominating at an unfair rate, both the Jalen Williamses helping lift this Thunder team, and Kenny Hustle. He just changes the game. I mean, he changes the game for the Thunder. We start with our game overview. Kevin Love out, Donovan Mitchell out, Dylan uh, Windler out, Ricky Rubio out, Isaiah Mobley out, Lou Dort out, Kenny uh, Chad Holmgren out, obviously, uh, Lindy Waters out, Jerry out, Poku out, Eugene Murray out, and then the Cavs also did not play Robin Lopez. The Thunder start out with SGA, Josh Giddy, Aaron Wiggins, both Jalen Williams' as well. And the Thunder stay unbeaten with Aaron Wiggins and the starting five. But SGA is unfair. Like, this is the biggest story of the game. And, and I know, I know you feel like it's been uh, beat to death about how good SGA is. But this game specifically showed a ton of what SGA can do 35 points, eight assists, five rebounds, two steals, one block. He went 10 for 11 from the free throw line, one for one from three, shot 57% from the line. It's became or become old hat for Thunder fans to see SGA be so efficient. This is not normal. It is not normal to score 30 plus points a night with 50 plus shooting from the floor. It's just, it's not. You're not supposed to make half your shots on your way to 30 points a night for a guard. And along with the with the shot-making, which we're going to get to in a second, has become playmaking. And I've been talking about this for weeks on end, about how much better SGA has gotten as a playmaker. His handle has gotten better. His passing ability has gotten better. His decision-making has gotten better. And in this game, you saw him nutmeg yet another defender while falling down, flicking a bounce pass 
between the legs of a calf into the corner for J-Dub for a three. And, and J-Dub cashed in to make that highlight even better. But you're seeing these creative passes more and more from SGA. And that's the second or third time this week that he's thrown a bounce pass between his defender's legs to get it to an open guy. There is one where he's walking down to the mid-range spot where he's more apt to, of course, shoot the basketball and Baisley cuts, and so he just flicks the wrist and takes his dribble into a pass to Baisley cutting at the rim. Baisley slams it home. Like there, there is just so there are just so many examples of how much better SJ is getting as a playmaker. And when you have to worry about, oh my gosh, is this guy just gonna randomly throw a bounce pass between my legs? Is this guy just gonna randomly whip a pass around my body to to a guy cutting back door? When you have to worry about that stuff, on top of having to worry about he can score at any point on the floor that he wants to, it becomes unfair to guard. And as part of this you know, great playmaking that we're seeing this season has been elite fast breaks. Yet again, ran the fast break in this one to perfection. And I really do not recall a single time where SGA was initiating the fast break this season and didn't come through, like didn't, didn't, uh, or wasn't able to convert and lead it to perfection. I think in this game, what's so impressive is the Cleveland Cavaliers should be one of those teams that we talk about, right? We talk about Miami's zone defense. We talk about Memphis's length. Cleveland should be one of those teams we talk about that is just going to be a bad matchup for OKC. Because OKC wants to live in the paint. OKC wants to cut back door. OKC wants to have SGA go to the rim head first. And yet SGA is fearlessly attacking big men. SGA scored 16 of the first 27 points for the team. He had 21 points at the half. And he just had that look in his eyes from warmups all the way through. Like it looked like this game mattered and he was not going to let them lose this game. He had 31 points by the time that the third quarter ended. And that block was a massive block on a corner three that he saved from going out of bounds and should have uh, should have sparked a fast break, but Garland got away with a take foul that they didn't. They called it a foul, but not a take foul, uh, which kind of ruined that. But still, like that is an acrobatic effort to, to be so athletic that you can get the block on a jump shot, which is hard to do. It's hard to block jump shots and then save it from going out of bounds whenever you've blocked it in the corner. And... In this game, he returns to the game up 94-86 uh, thanks to a huge spurt from the bench and was just good enough to close the game out himself. Like, he he is the ultimate closer. He can get you out of funks. He can keep games respectable and answer the call, you know, and, and just kind of start and stop, right? I mean, the, the first quarter, offense is cruising because he's in the game. Second quarter, it hits a lull. SGA gets inserted back in the game, and then everybody rises back up their play offensively. And then they had that, and then the, the bench without him had a great spurt in the end of the third and, and the start of the fourth. He comes back in the middle of the fourth and just continues to put the foot on the gas and allows the Thunder to win this game. To me, one of the more impressive shots he made in this one was a shot around the free throw line where he's kind of having to fall away because the defense is playing so tight. And the defense is playing as tight as you legally can play and arguably fouled him. And I'm not saying that as in he should have gone to the line. What I'm saying is the defender is doing everything right. He's playing physical. 
He's playing, you know, up close and personal. He's close, you know, he has no, no, leaving him no space to, to shoot. He's doing everything right. He's in his shorts and it doesn't matter. He just hit the SGA hits the shot anyway. He's taking these tough shots. He's still, he's still making his shots at over a 50% clip. And I just don't know what you're supposed to do. Because on that specific mid-range shot at the, at the nail, if the defender plays any better defense, it's a foul. Like, he literally did everything within the legal ramifications of the sport. There's nothing more he could have done. It didn't matter. He forced SGA to fall away. He was, was walking into SGA. He was closing out really well. He played textbook perfect defense. And as physical defense as you can play in the NBA nowadays, and it didn't matter. It just did not matter. The Thunder have yet another score that it does not matter what you do. There is no method. There is no strategy to stop them. And we thought that the Cavs would have the, the, the point of emphasis, right? We thought, okay, this is a team that could kind of do what Memphis did. They can put Allen on the floor, they can put Mobley on the floor at the same time, they can pack the paint and make life incredibly hard on SGA. He just splits them. Right, he just he just attacks him. He just takes on contact at the rim. SGA is just unfair, and he's a star. I mean, he's he's a superstar. He he is um, one of the best scorers in the NBA. And I really don't know what adjustments the league can make on him. We see this a lot in football, right? Like. Oh yeah, this quarterback's been so good, but but now that now the book's out on him. Now now defense is going to adjust to him. How do you adjust to Shea? Because whatever you do, he can counter. And I think because he's been so great this first half of the season, we forget it's a longer sample size than that. It includes last season after the All Star break, where he was doing the same things. And then he does the same things to start this season. You would think that, you know, coaching staffs would, would find a way to counterbalance that, but they can't because there's no good option. If you play him too close, he's just going to go past you. If you sag off and try to close out late, you're just going to get the shot off anyway. Now he can pass and make you stay on your feet as a defender and, and respect his teammates more, especially whenever he has Isaiah Joe on the floor. Like he can he can stop on a dime. He can he can create so much space on that step back with his length. He's money in the mid range, really good at the rim, incredible at the rim. Like there's just not a great way to defend him, and there never will be. He's just an awesome awesome scorer, and he's the reason that you got this win for OKC against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Whenever the Cleveland Cavaliers should be designed to not allow that to happen, they should be designed to not allow OKC to get a win. And I didn't think that they were going to win this game. Nobody in the media room thought they were going to win this game. And at halftime even, it felt like, okay, yeah. Yeah, the, the Cavs are, are going to start to impose their will here because of how, how much length that they have and size that they have and, and Mobley's going off and it's kind of over. And it's never over. It's never over for the Thunder. Let's say right now, but our good friends over at LinkedIn, folks. LinkedIn is incredible. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on team members you surround yourself with. 
That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates with more uh, effective natures of hiring by matching your open roles with people who have the skills, values, experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your job with targeting tools, including uh, identifying their most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connecting you fast and for free. LinkedIn has easy screening questions, rate applications based upon your job qualifications on their platform. It's why small businesses ranked LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering qualified hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedinjobs.com slash LockdownMBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockdownMBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockdownMBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Thank you so much for joining us and listening Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms so you never miss an episode, including on YouTube. And let's dive into this Cavs game and continue talking now about the Jalen Williamses. Let's start with J-Dub from Santa Clara. 17 points, three rebounds, three for three from three, 58% from the floor. An amazing poster where he's just gliding to the rim contorting his body off to the side of the rim, throwing it in there uh, over two defenders and just screaming his head off afterward, providing that passion, providing that energy. What he brings to everyone is so important because the Thunder already have that never-say-die attitude. And these last couple of games, when the game has hit a lull, where fans are starting to be quiet and, yeah, it's just not their night, where the energy on the floor is just kind of like, ah, you know, we can't really get anything going. It takes one J-Dub play and one J-Dub scream to get those guys locked back in, to get the crowd back on their feet. And that can be a true difference maker when this team is in the postseason, when this team is playing games of consequence when this team is playing in front of a pack house he makes the crowd go insane and today's crowd was the best crowd of the season so far and i hope it keeps getting better i hope that it keeps growing i hope that people realize that this team is for real that this team is here like if this team was not the thunder like if you put this this resume of the thunder on the Lakers, we would say that they are they are going to be contenders because the Lakers brand has that much cachet. If we put this resume on Portland, we would say they're a playoff team. They are for sure a playoff team. But because the reputation of the Thunder coming into this year and the expectations of the Thunder coming into this year were 20-something wins, we still have a hard time, and I'm including myself, including uh, local media, national media, fans, everyone's included in this. 
we still have a tough time admitting buying into fully that this team is who they've been over the course of this last growing on two months. Folks, it goes back to December 1st for Josh Giddey's hot streak. It goes back to December for the Thunder starting to turn their season around. Yeah, we're now a couple days away from February 1st. The Thunder are 9-4 and four in January. This is just what it is. This is just who they are. January was supposed to be the measuring stick. It was supposed to be the hardest month. It was supposed to be the hard times before you got to those easy, breezy games in February. And they cruised past that February schedule with only the Warriors left at home standing in their way. But with J-Dub, the biggest sign of encouragement is he's becoming much more aggressive as an offensive player. And Mark has talked about this before, where like you want to push him closer to that aggressive line because his natural instinct is just kind of to fit into the flow of the offense, but you want Jada to be more aggressive. He's done that. He's been more assertive. He's been more confident, and it's led to great things on the floor. And you want to continue to see him do that. Let's flip to the other Jalen Williams, Jay Will. Jay Will and J-Dub have more than just their name in common because Jalen Williams is just as passionate. Jalen Williams out of Arkansas is just as passionate just as vocal, just as just as kind of energy-giving as J-Dub. I mean, he is so loud on the court. He yelled to the crowd, yelled to the bench after each of us made threes. He gets the people going. He's even yelling in warm-ups, like messing with Josh Giddy, his workout partner, yelling at himself in the third person during his, during his shot in his warm-up. He even challenged Josh Giddy to a two-handed, two-foot dunk at the end of the game. And Josh, to his credit, pulled it off. And I asked him about it after the game. And he said that the guys just don't believe he can do it because he's never done it in, NBA, in, in a game in his life at any level. He's never had a two-foot, two-hand dunk in a game. And so he had to show him that he could do it. Uh, and that was a fun moment before the game. But Jay Will just provides that spark and provides that, that swagger that you need. And it's great to see him get more comfortable because he was very vocal in the G League. But now seeing it come around in the NBA is a big deal. Eight points, six rebounds, two assists, two for two from three. And one of the things that you saw from Jay Will was not going to show up in the box score. It's not going to show up, uh, you know, whenever you look back on this game in terms of, like, basketball reference. But there was a play in this game where he's in the high post and the shot didn't fall, but he made a beautiful whip pass to Wiggins in the corner for an open three. And, and sitting there watching it, I thought for sure this pass is going to go to Joe, who's cutting it to the rim. But it sails over Joe in, in a positive way. Like it has so much velocity on it that it whips right to Wiggins in the corner, sets up a Wiggins wide open three, which Wiggins will cash in more often than not. And that kind of high post creation is very important, especially for Mark, who did that a lot without Horford. And I think that I think that he would like to do that a lot with Jay Will as Jay Will continues to progress and continues to get better. So we'll see if that continues to materialize. We'll see if that continues to to be a thing. Kenny Hustle is your dad's favorite player. Like, like any time that you hear an older person say what they want in a basketball player, they're describing Kenny Hustle. They're, they're describing Kendrick Williams. He had seven points. All of them were in the fourth quarter. He had seven rebounds. Five of them were in the fourth quarter. He had an assist, a block, one for two from three, three for five from the floor. He makes game-changing plays folks he has the three to put them up 99 86 but let's take you back to before that this is the sequence that won the thunder this game 
This is the sequence, okay? It's a 10-play sequence. Isaiah Joe hits a three. Kenrich Williams then takes a charge. And remember, at this time of the charge, the Thunder were in dire need of a stop. They could not get stops. They just could not find a way to end calf possessions. So it's a Joe three. It's a Kenny charge. It's a Josh Giddy reverse layup led by a Baisley two-for-two free throw trip. Mark then challenges a call, gets the Thunder the ball back, which is another stop, and he gets a foul off of Kenny Hustle. Kenny Hustle then goes and reverses the layup. The Thunder get another stop. Isaiah Joe is then fouled at the three-point line and makes all three free throws. And boom, the Thunder are on an 18-3 run. And then Kenny Hustle tips in a missed shot. Josh Giddy gets a spinning-in-the-lane layup over Garland. And the Thunder have then inserted their will and dominance over the Cavs and won this game. Though, and, and when I read off that 10-play sequence, how many of those had Kenny's name in it? He is a game-changing type of player. He is a player that can change a game on a dime. Because everything that he does, the tip-ins, the fighting for rebounds, the the, the playing paint defense and, and drawing charges, like all that stuff adds up for a team and gets you running, gets you in position to score offensively because defense leads to offense. And I just love watching Kendrick Williams play because he's so cool. Like, he's not going to get the cool factor because he's not on Instagram and he's not like... He's not like uh, some fashionista, right? Some fashion icon. But he's cool in the sense of relaxed. Before the game, he's sitting courtside reading the program. And so I walk past him and he goes, yeah, it's a good read. It's a good read to read the program. He's reading the program, just nonchalant, middle of an NBA game. And he's always so poised which I think is such a great thing for this young team to have someone who is this calming presence. Because it's easy for the young guys, and I give them a lot of credit for it, as I just did two seconds ago, but it's easy for these young guys to to get riled up and to get ready to go. And he mentioned how Mark riled them up. Like, Mark shook the cages a little bit tonight, which I don't think that we we kind of expect from Mark. I think that that might have shocked a lot of people to know that he shook the cages tonight for the team. But he, he riled them up tonight. And then you, so you have that aspect of it. You have the J-Dub and the J-Will yelling on the floor, the passion that Josh Giddy plays with, the passion that SGA plays with. And then you have this kind of even keel guy here in Kenny Hustle who can who can get up in the octaves but likes to bring everything, okay, let's continue to do our job, just chip away, chip away, chip away. That leadership along with play on the floor leads to a lot of wins for OKC. And he just changes these games. Coming up, let's talk Josh Giddy. Let's talk Aaron Wiggins staying unbeaten as a starter, and so much more. But I do want to tell you right now about our good friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook, folks. We are really excited about our new betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features to make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from the money line to point spread to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. It's all on the app. It's safe. It's secure and super easy to use. And you can go and find all these different lines. So you can go and bet on the conference championships on Sunday. 
in the NFL, which currently the Kansas City Chiefs are one-and-a-half-point favorites in Arrowhead, and the Philadelphia Eagles are two-and-a-half-point favorites at the link uh, at home against the Niners. Chiefs, of course, playing the Bengals, who have the Chiefs number, but if you believe in the do theory, the Chiefs are due. Tonight's NBA slate, you can go bet on Cleveland. I'm sorry, you can bet on Philadelphia against Denver. Philadelphia, three and a half point favorites at home. Uh, so many great, so much great action for you to go check out today at FanDuel. Always go check them out. Do not miss out. Place your first five dollar bet and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets when or lose at FanDuel.com/slash/lockedon. Make every moment more. FanDuel, the official partner of Locked On and the NFL. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you so much for joining us here on Lockdown Thunder. Josh Giddy put on another passing clinic, six rebounds, three assists, 15 points, 50% on the floor, he tried the Dirk fade twice, which I thought was you know kind of interesting. I I, I wonder if he's going to pull that out more. But he really started attacking Garland and realized the height advantage, and that really helped the Thunder down the stretch. He had that huge reverse layup to put the Thunder in position to go from down seven in the third to up 12 in the fourth quarter whenever SGA came back. And a moment that I think we got lost because we everyone kind of felt the game was already over at this point, he hit both free throws at the end. When the Cavs were still fouling, the Cavs were so, still trying to win. Whereas, if he were to miss those free throws, the Cavs then have momentum. They're only down 10 with, with just under a minute to go. And this young Thunder team might have tightened up a little bit. Like, who knows what would have happened had he missed those free throws. So, I thought that was good to see him uh, make those free throws. But the passing was on full display tonight. And whenever he finally got going and finally kind of uh, took advantage of these smaller guards you saw him have a lot of success. And I think that that's where he needs to continue to stay aggressive, getting downhill to the rim. Aaron Wiggins is unbeaten in the starting five, a perfect 8-0. and And you saw the winning impact. And the box score is not going to totally leap out at you. He went 4-4 four for four inside the arc, 0-2 for two from 3, 10 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. But it's the, it's the way he gets those 7 rebounds. It's early on in this game, the first quarter, setting the tone where he goes within the trees, you know, Allen, Mobley, and just rips away an offensive rebound that then leads to a second-chance shot from Shea in the mid-range, which SGA nails. That's a winning play. That's the difference in these games. When you're undersized, when you're fighting on the glass, and when, you, when you're playing, you know, guys guys like Mobley and Allen, you've got to be assertive, aggressive, and, and you've got to go in there and take those rebounds away. And he did that. Wiggins is such a winning player. 
He's not going to score you 20, 20 points a game, but he's going to give you 10, 12, 15 points. He's going to give you five, six, seven rebounds that are that are possession enders or possession creators or possession extenders. He's going to give you a couple assists. He's going to give you steals, blocks, play the passing lanes very well, just give you great contests out there on the perimeter uh, defensively and, ve- and, and very switchable. He's going to do the things it takes to win games. And that's why he's 8-0. Now, the Thunder would not be 82-0 if they started Dan Wiggins all, every single game. And Mark talked about how they, they start him whenever they feel like it's best for the team. And, and it just so happens that every time that Marcus thought Wiggins is the best for the team, he's been right. Uh, but Wiggins still is a winning player. Don't conflict that with he'll win every single game he's in the starting lineup for. But he makes winning plays to where if you're adding those plays onto the pile, right, so that there's a big pile of plays and it's mainly filled with XGA being incredible, being an MVP caliber player. Then it's filled with Josh Giddy being awesome. Then it's filled with J-Dub's posters and J-Dub's energy-giving plays. Then it's filled with Kenny Hustle setting the tempo. Then it's filled with Aaron Wiggins. Eventually, you have this overflow of positive plays that leads you to wins. And Wiggins has always there to contribute to the pile. Because there's some games where guys don't contribute. There's some games where, you know, you're going around to collect, okay, pass the plate around, you know, who, who's got the who's got the winning plays tonight? And some guys just take the plate and pass it forward. Wiggins never does that. Wiggins always takes the plate, puts something in it. And I think that that is so important for this team. Big win, statement win. Uh, you know, January was supposed to be their toughest month. They went nine and four with the Warriors left to play. Uh, no, no doubt of Mitchell on the back to back. That that's what happens in the NBA. That that's life in the NBA. That's that's going to be the case uh, for every single team. If we want to go back and recount. Well, the Thunder beat beat the Nuggets without Jokic. They beat the the Nets without KD. They beat you know, the the Cavs without Mitchell. Yeah, if that's the case, then we we can go back and audit all these other games that are on the NBA, and then like over seventy five percent of of the wins in the NBA are not legitimate. OKC survived the Cleveland eight zero run. They survived the Cleveland ten zero run. They survived Evan Mobley hitting two threes in this game after missing twenty two straight. They survived being sluggish without Shea and a lot of turnovers in the first half with bad offense whenever Shea was not in the game. Uh, Mark got a T, and so pre-technical foul, which is his third of the year, OKC had one free throw. Post-technical foul, OKC got 24 of them. Uh, Basically played some nice defense, had five quick points, and then made uh, the game finish with nine. Isaiah Joe, his three was very timely, and of course the foul to, to set up three free throws was incredibly timely as we went over uh, previously, the Thunder have already matched last year's win total. The Thunder also uh, were able to have more rebounds in this game and only six less paint points than Cleveland. The Thunder had more turnovers than Cleveland and found a way to win, which the Thunder typically clean up that turnover battle and win the turnover battle nine times out of 10. This was the 10th one. And they still were able to win. Uh, the Thunder are a game back of uh, not the, the ninth seed, half a game back of the sixth seed, and they're tied for the 10th seed right now to be in the play-in tournament. We have so much for you today. The MVP of the game is SGA. Uh, Today's recap of the Cavs. Monday, we've got Michael Martin joining the show of the Oklahoma to talk about the season so far. Tuesday, we'll have our recap of the Golden State Warriors game. Wednesday, let's see what's ahead for February. Thursday, Rockets recap, and then Friday, Stock Watch. We're here for you every single day and after every single game on Lockdown Thunder. And until... Monday, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today.